Good evening to all of you. So, we are in the Eve, you say in English, Eve of Guru Maharaj's arrival, Baladev Purim, and many other important, auspicious uh, occasions. So, I don't know if you have any questions, something you would like to present, some topic you would like that we may speak about. <clears throat> Other topic? <laughs> we'll go with the two, no problem. Um, I, I was wondering, Maharaj, if you could speak a little on because um, you gave that seminar on Anartha's previously, mm. um, and uh, that were, something Guru Maharaj often says as well about um, not just acquiring knowledge, just getting you know, information, but using it to soften our hearts. Mm-hmm. But then also, if we have like you know a thirst, a thirst for knowledge to some extent, um, it's hard not to want to. Oh, what's this about? What's that about? You know, try to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And how, how have you found you've been able to use, uh, use that stuff in your heart, so to speak? Mm-hmm. How to deal with that thirst, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how to quench the thirst but not drown in it. <laughs> 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 not die from an overdose of drinking. Well, our tradition invites us to get drunk for eternity, you know. Pivata Bhagavatam Rasa Malayam. So it's third verse of the Bhagavatam. Drink this, because what we speak about infor- devotional information actually is all based on the Bhagavat. I mean, uh, Bhagavat did for us. Grand Taraj, Mahapuran, the main scripture from which so many other scriptures are you know, expanding. So the Bhagavat itself in the third verse, which is the Asirbhat Shlok of the Bhagavat, which is given the blessing. What will happen if you uh, drink this book, you will get drunk and you will be able to be, become be, become drunk for eternity. Pivata Bhagavatam Rasam Alayam. Alayam means different things. Pivata means drink. Bhagavatam Rasam. This Rasa, this juice like uh, information, but as we say yesterday, no information should is there for creating transformation. At least the information we are interested of. Huh? In it goes in that direction. So, Sambanda has to lead us to Prayojan, strictly speaking. Sambanda is a sort of information, and Prayojan is a sort of transformation. <laughs> Many transformations inside that transformation. So, Alaya means after, after getting free from this entanglement, if you will, like post liberated status, Bhagavatam is inviting in that direction, but also Alaya. A lion in Sanskrit means lion means like like fainting. No? So a lion means till you lose your consciousness during this Bhagavatam, as Guru Maharaj said, when you recover from the <laughs> overdose, take a second session. No? And, 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 and this way for eternity. So we are in that school. No? So the point is that there is some information, but all that information that is there is, as Guru Maharaj said, meant for softening our heart 
And what does it mean, soften our heart? There are so many levels of softening. It's not just like... Uh, of course, in the beginning it may be like try to melt the rock a little bit. No? <laughs> because the Bhagavad, Bhagavad you know, Thakur himself said this, if you chant Harinam, as we, said, I wish, as we were saying yesterday, if you say Krish, nah, <laughs> no? for Rupa Goswami was one thing. Uh-huh. Our case may be different. We say Krishna like 108 times and, and 16 times per day and no melting is there yet. No? So, Rupa Goswami said only half a syllable and that, that was all. No? He passed out. So, the scriptures say, if you say Krishna and tears not starting to come and torrential rain and so these symptoms, all many symptoms are coming, it means, uh, scripture says, sorry for being not so, like, calculative in, in our expression, but your heart is a rock. Yet. Mm-hmm. Still a rock there. <laughs> but, no? we are trying to melt the rock. And, and, and this sometimes example is given. You can put a rock and drops of water may be falling on the rock and say nothing's going on. The rock is still rock. <laughs> water still water. But gradually that drops are melting the rock. What to speak about the drop of Harinam? It's not a, a drop. I mean, only one drop of that is enough for drowning the whole world in ecstasy. <laughs> so it's <clears throat> so, so we should soften our heart in the beginning yes if our heart is like a rock we should soften the rock and gradually start to feel something but eventually you you should be able to feel not only something but to feel everything that the name can give of course everything some form of saying you can never feel everything because there's always something more as Silasir Maharaj will say you can we can only touch one point in an infinite line. No? And that will be m- more than enough. <laughs> only one point from that infinite line will just drown you in an ocean of infinite bliss. And that's the prospect regarding eternity. And that's the challenge regarding eternity. The challenge is, as Silas very nicely also pointed, if you are approaching the infinite, these are the rules. There is no limit to your progress there. So it sounds nice, but you have to understand the full implications of that. I mean, no limit to progress means, I mean, I will always feel myself a neophyte. (laughs) I will always feel myself so small before so much progress, opportunity. So are you ready for such a stance, if you will? Student forever, in other words. Student forever, I mean... And every day that passes, you feel yourself much more student than the day before. <laughs> because much more to learn, much more to love. So, because of these people in the spiritual world are not saying, I love you. You generally do not read Krishna saying to Radharani, I love you. Radharani, I love you too. <laughs> because none of them feel they love the other one. But they feel, I would really like to love her. But I don't have love for her. That's the paradoxical experience of love you have love but there is so much love to be had that you feel compared to what can be had what I have is almost nothing that's at least the conclusion I I came with I for example was studying Saranagati from Bhaktivinoda Thakur and he was chanting I am full of lust and I feel I mean he's Thakur Bhaktivinoda (laughs) he's Bhaktivinoda he's delighting himself in Bhakti that's the name the name is Thakur, our worshipable deity. So, 
he's saying full of lust. So, well, how to accommodate that? Like he was like, okay, I will write one song for these guys here, conditioned souls, so they may identify with that. I'm full of lust. So you sing that and you identify. I mean, he was not doing that. I mean, he was really, I mean, believing what he was writing. So what was going on in his heart? Well, basically, he had love for Krishna, but again, you reach the horizon or more of the of love for Krishna, and you feel, oh, so much prospect is there, so much much more love can be had than what I have now. I feel it's last basically, <laughs> compared to how much love is there waiting for, to be attained. So there is no limit, no, no limit to our progress, no limit to to the meaning of, of the scriptures. Hmm? That day one devotee was saying, Maraj, what's the meaning of this verse? And I was just like, <laughs> almost I faint by the question. <laughs> one verse of the Bhagavad, and I was trying to explain, there's so many meanings, there's no end to the meaning. It's a really meaningful life we are invited to live. Meaningful means meaning full. <laughs> it's full of meaning. You can put the extra L there, meaning full. <laughs> So, and, and, and in, in that level, everything is constantly progressing, evolving. As we say the other day, when the Brajabhasis see Krishna, Krishna's beauty in, increases, increases more than the previous blink, blinking. Yeah. Oh, he was Krishna's, oh, so beautiful. Oh, much more beautiful. Oh, much more beautiful. <laughs> so, it is said that there is a competition between Krishna's increase of beauty and the Brajabhasis feeling of dedicating themselves to that increase of beauty. Krishna's beauty is expanding and the dedication of the Brajava is expanding. So there is a competition between the two and no, none of those or both parties are accepting defeat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like no, no rooftop, no end, no end to that. So many meanings to, to, to the verses, so many implications as we were saying yesterday. <coughs> For example, in <coughs> In, 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 in Kavya, in the poetry section, Rasa section of the scriptures, there's this idea of implied meaning, or Parokshavad, also, like, there's something being said, but something more is being said, and so many levels of that are being described, no? like Dvani, uh, Anudvani, Pratidvani, means implication, and the implication of the implication, and the implication of the implication, inside implication, so, so many unending an, an layers of meaning are there. So, when Radha and Krishna are speaking in the spiritual world, each word they are saying has unlimited meanings. So, and all of them are like realizing all that. But this is not just an intellectual. Oh, intellectual is so much captivating exercise. You no, know, to really, oh, oh this noise. Because we may conceive that from here in that way. You no, know, like just, oh, it's intellectually absorbing. <laughs> But you know, Gyang Sunya Bhakti, no? As Siddhartha Mara said, that plane is called brain dead bhakti. <laughs> no, it's not because they they have no brain, but actually they have so much heart that brain has done its function and it's resting there somewhere, someplace. Behind some chintamani tree or some whatever, Kamadenu, cow, everything there is touchstones. So, if we have some intellectual capacity that all of us have, 1%, 99%, you have a booty there, I mean, it's part of your subtle body, you have to use it as much as you can, of course. Mm. This is not a matter of intellectual 
capacity. <clears throat> we, I will remember speaking with Guru Maharaj some months ago, and, and we, he was saying that. No, I mean, if you, I mean, for really understand, we were speaking about the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami. No? So some comment was there. Oh, do you really have to be have some intellectual capacity to go through that? And he said, no. Actually, you have to have your intellect blessed with Bhakti Sukriti, and that's enough for even understanding. Jiva Goswami Sandharvas. <laughs> and you may have the topmost intellectual capacity of the world, but you may be expressing that in a tamasic way, in a rajasic way. I mean, you, you see the world and so many incredible things are being done. So much intelligence is there. You feel how... I, I couldn't conceive how to start what I'm seeing. But tamasic expression of buddhi, you know, rajasic expression, sattvic. But here we're interested in becoming sumedasa, Becoming like re- developing a theistic uh, intellect, a theistic conception, blessed by Bhakti Sukriti. So even if we had one percent of intellectual capacity, if Bhakti Sukriti is blessing that, that's enough, if you will. But if we have forty-four capacity of intellectual capacity, we should use that forty-four capacity. We shouldn't be lazy. No, no, it's only a matter of the heart. Because we enter into this chant Hare Krishna and be happy. And yes, but you have to think about some stuff between the chant and the be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> some gyan is required for that. So, so there's no problem if we have some thirst for knowledge. The point is, what, w- what w- do we do with that knowledge? Because the thirst is there, uh, knowledge comes. So, I mean, knowledge is just the as Guru Mahal said, the conceptual orientation to a particular type of activity. So, what's the activity that will come after that information? So, according to how you digest information, a particular type of action will be there. So, <clears throat> of course, you may, you may imagine that the action that is expected from us by receiving Sambandha Gyan, by receiving Shastra, but hearing from Sri Guru, it's try to take that to the inner, deepest, small core of your heart. Guru Mukha Padma Vakya Chitta Every word from Sri Guru, you take to your heart and lock it there. and Do not allow it to, to go anywhere else, not to your head even. I mean, it may have entered first there, but the last, desti- last destiny is airport, final airport is this, no. <laughs> this may be just one stop on the journey, but you have to arrive home. No? <laughs> home, sweet home. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that's the point. I mean, we should use our intellect, our intellectual capacity, try to consume that as much as we can in order to understand its limits and so we can really be properly informed and fully surrendered. Basically, no, so so information should inform our our saranagati, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's important because saranagati should be informed by some knowledge. It's not just I, I surrender. Most probably that may be fanatism or fundamentalism. I surrender. I have faith. Blind faith. Blind faith. So in order to have surrender proper, some knowledge should be there. But it will. It should nurture our. Saranagati. No? So Guru Maharaj sometimes says, no, the Lila is like the, <coughs> the drama, divine play being enacted on a particular stage. And Sulasira Maharaj wants to say, the stage, the wood from the stage, if you will, 
is made of Saranagati. Because it had to be a very heavy stage to support such a powerful performance. <laughs> so much powerful deep emotions are there. Even Shiva doing this Tandava and Ritya would say yesterday. <laughs> powerful yeah. stage has to be there. And I think, well, if the stage is Saranagati, the foundation of the theater has to be Siddhanta, Sambanda, proper knowledge. Because you have the stage of the theater, but there has to be some foundation to the whole theater. <laughs> so you can have the very, very nice stage, but if the foundation of the theater is no, not nice, you will become. You follow, so you can try to express Saranagati. As Pataku Bhaktino said, Saranagati is the outer expression of Shraddha. But if you don't have Shastriya Shraddha, faith informed by revelation, which implies some use of this part, <laughs> it will be just Komal Shraddha, Lokiki Shraddha, Prakritra Shraddha, Mundane Shraddha, that will take to some fanatic expression of surrender. And that won't take to that won't take you inside the stage and be performer in the Lila. You will perform some role in Sri Sri Lila as much. No? <laughs> but not the one we are ultimately interested in. So <clears throat> and, and, and Krishna Das Kaviraj also said in one very nice verse, no? You have intellectual capacity? No problem. Bring your intellect to the feet of Mahaprabhu and see how it's totally consumed <laughs> by everything he has to give to you. So that's the important thing. We should we should look to to to, to remain in front of people in such in, in such people that we will see our whole intellect being nurtured and consumed by those personalities. Now, that should happen when you are in front of Sri Guru. I mean that person is enlightening your intellect, nurturing it, but at the same time like showing it that's not all. So that consuming that <laughs> with the power of higher revelation coming from directly from the heart. So that intellect is like oh, but most probably to reach that point first you have to use it as much as you can. This is Brahma's conclusion, no? the most intellectual, highly scientific of whole creation. Foreheads thinking 24 hours a day, and his 24 hours are longer than ours. <laughs> so <laughs> he was thinking a lot. Um, but he, his conclusion was Gyan Prayasudapasya Namanta Iva Divanti Sammukaritam Bhavadiya Bhartam Stanesita Shrutigatam Talumar Manovit Ye Prayasudita Ito Piasitra Shilokyam Brahma said At the end, all my foreheads and my scientific research was basically not working in front of when trying to approach you, he was praying to Krishna and Vrindavan. This is Brahma Vimohan Lila series. Brahma Stuti, prayers of Brahma after the bewilderment. So he really tried to think too much. And you know, trying to think is trying to understand and trying to only think and understand is trying to capture and control something. Not trying to serve and surrender. If I really want to know this is the idea of this world. When you go to the scientific circles, they have this called uh, um, control experiment. Oh, maybe you have heard about this. I mean, sometimes people say, I, I have to see if that's scientifically proved. So what does it mean? What, what takes something to be scientifically proved? It has to go through something called control experiment. That means that the one in the laboratory, the scientist, has to really 
be able to fully manipulate whatever he's analyzing. So when he's able to fully control the object, the situation, that's called control experiment. Some experiment where the fact is totally under our control, so now that's scientifically proved. In another word, when we say something has to be scientifically proved, is you say, and they say, unless it is like that, that's not objective reality. So we don't believe in that. You follow? So it's like if I say to you, uh, unless something is totally under my control, it's not real. But that doesn't sound so, so scientific. No? It sounds more like a neurosis. No? Unless it is under my control fully, it has no reality. So they say, it's not scientifically proved. <laughs> but the point is the same. You want to understand, you want to capture, you want to control, and that's the meaning of Maya. Maya means that with, that with can be measured. Uh, or, or that we create the illusion that we will be able to measure. <laughs> when, when you try to do that, there's always two, two fingers short. <laughs> so Brahma tried, really. He's a, really the measurer of the whole universe, a four-headed measurer. And he tried as much as he can to understand this picnic. <laughs> but one picnic was too much for his four heads, basically. <laughs> so you can imagine. <laughs> the highest scientific of the world, totally bewildered with one single picnic. But to speak on the other saga of Lila there. So, <clears throat> so that's the point. We should only, the only point, the only like caution is be careful. You are not approaching, you are not bringing your intellect with the attempt of controlling that reality you are trying to know about. I mean, it's not for that. It's, it won't work like this. And you have to really repeat this caution over and over again because our DNA and some scars for an added time <laughs> is in that direction. I want to know information means to act in such a way that I can control something, enjoy something, and that's life. You know? So <laughs> now you have like to deconstruct all that timeline of conditioned thinking and try to understand no, no, thinking and knowledge is to position myself in a better situation so to be properly controlled basically (laughs) not to think what belongs to me but who I I belong to knowledge has to nurture all those things who I belong to how can I be properly controlled by love in this way, knowledge will be healthy. So that's, and the rest is your sincere introspection to really see what's going on when I, when this knowledge is entering, you know, which part of me is, is being like gratified. Does you know. my intellect falling in ecstasy? Oh, new concepts and this. Uh, there is something that really inspires again deeper, deeper surrender. No? So we. we Rupa Goswami gave that same caution. He said, devotees shouldn't read too many books. So, what does it mean, too many? Again, too many for you may mean not the same for me and for you. So, too many means, do not get that point with you are taking Shastra in an enjoying spirit, basically. When you are trying to know, instead of trying to worship, serve, increase your service disposition, your abhiman as a sevaka, if that's not happening when you open Shastra, better close Shastra. Um, how it was? Smapana, Mopana, 
so we should like balance properly no this intellectual appetite with some things that may help us to land on, on, on certain situations because sometimes of course depending each case no? but sometimes this intellectual appetite may be just an variety of lust and Krishna says of selfish desire I mean and Krishna said that in Bhagavad Gita Kama Sakroda is Rajaguna Sabubaha Mahasano Mahapadma Bidinami The nature of selfish desires uh, it never feels it's enough. It's like how do you say unquenchable? <laughs> like someone is eating and you like some bima no? regarding eating. <laughs> the nature of selfish desire like you put a plate like this, bring me more. Play, bring me more. You ate the whole fridge, the kitchen, the cooker. Bring me more. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you give more. You give more. It has much more hunger. It's like throwing fuel to the fire. It seems it's turning it off for one second. Oh, the fire is off. Big relief. Second seconds. <laughs> bigger and bigger. So this intellectual appetite can be a variety of 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 lust. So. We should approach the book, which approach Revelation with the mm. service disposition. So sometimes humility means to recognize that. To be humble means to recognize our limits, to recognize our capacity. That's uh, very like protecting, protective for us. No? Actually, the very word humility comes from Latin humus. Humus. You know what's humus? Like, like earth. So it means like to land, land, come here, come here. Because the intellect is like humility will like to bring you to a realistic perspective of who you are, which are your capacity, which is your adhikar. So when you are really humble and we accept our adhikar, and you realize, okay, I have an intellectual capacity, but also have an intellect, intellectual capacity implies intellectual danger of starting to gratify myself with that capacity so according to bhakti intellect should work in this particular way so which capacity do I have to use my intellect in connection to bhakti and not start to devour in exploitive way the knowledge is coming so we have to be really humble and recognize I can't tell here <laughs> at least now so Bhagavad says that dikari Bhaktinotaku will say, in regard to this verse, if you accept your own cap- present capacity, that's real beauty. Adhikar. When you accept what's your adhikar now, that's real piety, real beauty. When you are able to fix yourself uh, where, where, you, where you are, who you are, you fix yourself there. And from there, try to make progress. Oh, that's most beauty. But be parades to those the one who is trying to do more than he can, that's total uh, impiety, says Bhagavad. That's not pious action. That's sin, actually. <laughs> Sometimes we speak about sinful activities, and we think more like, oh, I, bro- I broke the four regulative principles. Well, if you are devouring Shastra with the proper spirit, you are breaking some important principle there <laughs> so we should be careful I don't want to create neurosis in you all but 
even I will say that can be some sort of apparatus towards scriptures. I mean, if you see the Guru as something ordinary and you try to exploit him, that's apparatus. If you see the Bhagavad as something ordinary and try to exploit it, I wouldn't call that sinful activity only. <laughs> so, there's this delicate approach to all these things. So because of this humility, respect, what Mahaprabhu is saying in the third verse of Sikshastakam is like foremost instruction in every direction. I always find this verse so uh, revealing. No? Whenever I had a problem, I think about that verse and I realize, oh, if I'm feeling wrong, it's because I'm failing in something in that verse. <laughs> so you invoke Trinada, Peace, and Ichena, this verse, in any problem, and that verse will show you in which one of these four pillars you are failing. Sunichena, Sahishnuna, Amanina, Manadena, maybe the four. <laughs> I found myself failing in the four at the same time. That's, you have to be really capable to do that. <laughs> so these are very important principles because four regulative principles are protecting us from sinful activities and locating us as humans. But four regulative principles of the third verse of Sikshastaka are mainly protecting us from Aparat because they apply in connection to our relation to Vaishnav, Guru, and Shastra also. So they are more important in one point. <laughs> Sometimes about it, I saw it got some problem. I've never broke any of the four regulative principles since I know the Vaishnava for the last 20 years. But you may, maybe they have totally destroyed the other four regulative principles, that is, humility, tolerance, respect. Just by saying that, we are failing into being properly humble, <laughs> things like this. So we should be very, very careful. No? So all those things will, I think, protect us from this. What to do with knowledge? Because it's some subtle thing, subtle energy. With knowledge, you may acquire many things in this world. <laughs> so, as we spoke in the seminary, we, you can create new anarthas that you didn't have when you reached Bhakti Marg. You maybe didn't have any followers. <laughs> now you have so much knowledge. You have you start to have some followers, many new friends in Facebook, whatever. Oh, mm. and starting to become. <laughs> So you 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 cleanse your heart from certain anarthas you you brought to the temple beginning days, but now you're creating new anarthas by misunderstanding how to deal with the practice, you know, bhakti uttanartha. So, and knowledge may have to do a lot with those subtle implications. So, but no problem if if uh, if we get knowledge. And, and one last point before going, Mahamant has one point. You have one. No? Okay. Okay. So I'll continue. Uh, this, maybe you know about this. This is I, I'm not saying I, I don't want to establish this here, but it's a very interesting idea to, to apply somehow or other in our place, in our life. And this is the standard they have in Skodia Madhwan studying Shastra. Sila Sirma shared that. And the standard basically was they only studied books that some Vaishnav recommended or with the blessing of someone. Not just, oh, I like the cover of that one. <laughs> because the idea was, if you read a book by only your own idea or desire, the result of that study will be gyan. If you study the book with the intervention of a Vaishnava giving blessing, recommendation, approval, the result of that study will be bhakti. Externally, it's the same thing. But 
the important active principle is there, the willing of the Vaishnava, giving blessings. So, it's, it's an, at least for me, when I read that, it's nice for me. At least to ask some senior Vaishnava, I was thinking about studying this book, what do you think? And if they know, okay, you have to be ready for that also. <laughs> so, that's a very important point, no? that, that, that to include a higher principle in our approach to the book. Because we may know, my approach to, to this information may not be the, the topmost, so I need some special intervention to protect me from myself. No? So, <laughs> if you have the blessings of the Vaishnava, okay, you are doing that, like praying to them and praying to the text to reveal itself in that direction. <clears throat> Some ideas? Okay. <laughs> you keep it for Guru Maharaj, that question. It, it wasn't actually a question. I, yeah, you were just looking for topics. And yeah, then which topic? You, well, just since you said we're on the eve of Balaram Praneem, mm. so I was thinking of Balaram as the guru and that connection. That, that to share some a, words about that. Excuse me? To share some words about um, that connection, you mean? Yes. Okay. With your permission? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Guru Maharaj will be the one speaking about it tomorrow, but just a little trailer here of the full Netflix series that will count. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, Balaram is connected to the principle of Sri Guru. You have this idea of Akanda Guru Tattva, very, very nice expression, Akanda. Akanda means like, how do you say in English this? And continent, and like you cannot contain something. It's without divisions, no? Like, but that's more like samasti guru. But akanda means kanda means like divisions. You have the upasana kanda, karma kanda, and akanda means without divisions. But also is some word incontenible. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the one asking. <laughs> You're asking me. <laughs> okay. Something that it's too much to fully contain. Uncontainable. Yeah. There is so much there. That's the point. No? There is so much, in other words, service disposition, as Guru Maharaj would say regarding Baladev, who is uh, the one who basically represent, personifies this Abhiman. Bhakta Abhiman Mool Balaram says Krishna Das Kavirasin Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, Balaram is the root of all this uh, Bhakta Abhiman. Yesterday we were speaking about Abhiman, but Abhiman you. No, speaking about Abhiman means like how do you think of yourself? Like self consideration? Whatever. How do you consider yourself? No? So, maybe, yeah. So we have Abhiman on this side of the world, conditioned one, but there's also a 
transcendental abhimam, bhakta abhimam. When you really, there's some pratishta. Pratishta is not a bad word. Pratishta means like positioning yourself in some particular place. So because of that we say false position, pratishta is false position. The same way we say he has ego, actually we are saying false ego. <coughs> ego is not a bad word. So pratishta is not either. neither. Pratishta means to be located somewhere. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in his Vaishnava K famous song, he speaks one like Pratishta something Nishta connecting. Sorry, I don't remember the line. But he said, when you have full faith uh, as a servant of Sri Guru and Vaishnavas, that's real Pratishta. No. So we are after Pratishta, <laughs> some type of Pratishta. So <clears throat> a positioning, an identity. I am, which is my, my position. Bhaktivinoda say, I am the dog of the Vaishnava. That's some form of pratishta. <laughs> you are positioning yourself somewhere. And dasa, dasa, no das, however you may like to see it. But there's some. Because if not, you become bereft of identity. And who can live without identity? I mean, this is just a neurosis state. And because of that, we are now in our sadaka stage dealing with our so called identity and trying to. Hmm? invoke the other one but we cannot become bereft of identity altogether because we will end in the madhouse that will be too much so um, so Balaram is the, the, the root cause, the source of this bhakta abhimam of that feeling that I am a devotee of course, and it's, all, it's not in the sense I am a devotee <laughs> you can say the same thing with different chests. <laughs> I'm the Bodhi. I'm the Bodhi. <laughs> so according to your chests, let's see. <laughs> this is a new test. No, the chest test. Four <laughs> Pratista, real Pratista, Bhakta Abhiman, whatever Abhiman. <laughs> so, of course, Balan has very powerful chest. <laughs> but it's fully devotional chest, so no problem with that. And, and, and he has such a serving. When actually saying I'm a devotee means I, I, I have become totally immersed in this service, this position. That's the real meaning of I am a devotee. I live for being, for expressing my devotion. I live for serving. I mean, and you will ha- be so much busy in serving that you won't have time for saying I'm a devotee. You know? As we said before, you won't have, if you are so much engaged in loving someone, you won't have time for saying I love you. There's no time. <laughs> no, there's no time. I think in, in one commentary to Gita Govinda, someone said that, you know, like Radharani was saying, oh, some people say to other people, I love you. No? He said, it, it, they, they do not understand at all the nature of love. Because if they really love someone, they won't have time to say that. They will be so much engaged in expressing their love. <laughs> so there we, we start like to have a glimpse of what does really to love what does it mean to really love someone to really be a devotee <laughs> you won't have time to think about that you'll be totally immersed in that so that's Valar in this position and he's so much uh, he has such a disposition that only one ras is not enough for him <laughs> so he has to serve Krishna in so many directions although he's Sai Bab his main serving this position, you know, is Sakya, but 
in one sense that overflows and starts like to touch all the other forms one in one form or another directly or through some Shakti expansion uh, like an Angamandri Madhuri above so r- the Rasa consideration is not <coughs> pro- uh, wrongly affected no? <clears throat> so so Guru and Balaram yeah, there is a very nice connection between the two and also the other day I was thinking because we can say Balaram we can say so many other things like the different expansions of Balaram we, for example Ananta Ananta is Balaram an expansion of an expansion of an expansion no? Krishna Das shows how many expansions are between Balaram and Ananta says some but anyway Ananta represents the Guru also we were speaking about that yesterday like Guru being a desperate personality experiencing the overflow of this Pivata Bhagavatam Rasa Malaya like this drunkness transcendental drunkness that is like overflowing him and what to do with what to do with so much things like Mahaprabhu in Chaitanya Charitamrita when he was this analogy of the gardener was being give, no? given. Mahaprabhu is the gardener, he's putting the seed, he's, and he's doing all the job actually. He's the seed, he's the tree, he's growing the vine, and he's taking the fruits, and so many fruits start to come, and he said, oh, there's too many fruits, I cannot myself alone with such a thing, help me. No? So Mahaprabhu starts to shout for help, help, help. <laughs> so there all his associates come to assist him in his... Uh, desperation. So, so Guru is something like that, and Nanta is in that same line. No? Nanta is Balaram has to do something with this Guru Tattva principle. And what's what hap- what's going on with Nanta? But many things, of course. <laughs> but one of them is Nanta says is trying to properly glorify Krishna, basically. And Nanta says has uncountable, uncountable, say. And Sankhya limited, unlimited no, mouths. So you can imagine. I mean, sometimes we have only one mouth, and after 15 minutes, we don't know what else to say about Krishna. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no? We pass the mic to someone else, or whatever. <laughs> and Anthony says, has unlimited mouths until the present day has not found the limit, the end to what can be said about Hari. Ananta Katara Sasya. Uda was saying in the Bhagavata no? Kim Brahma Janmavira Nanta Katara Sasya after he went to Vrindavan after he sent the message to the gopis after he his so called instruction to the gopis became instruction from the gopis to him he was fully schooled there obtained his PhD in Braj Bhakti <laughs> and uh, at the end he repeated six verses that is like the the how do you say, bidding farewell of Uddhav from Vrindavan after being some months totally ecstatic doing Parikram and Gopis taking him to the different Lila Stalis. So here this happened, here this happened, here this happened, Uddhav, like entering on some level to that experience. So when he has to leave, he mentions six verses. Now all of them paying Dandava to the feet of the Gopis and speaking in third person, say Sanatana Goswami, due to ecstatic symptom. Because the gopis are there, but he's speaking as if they are somewhere else. Oh, these gopis and, and the gopis are there. No? So mm-hmm. He said that because he's totally gone, totally mad now. No? 
So the first verse he said this, no, etamparam tanu pritogu vigopavadu, guvinda evani kilatmani rudhavava, banchanti yadbhava viyomu nayobayamcha, kim brahma janmavir ananta katara sasya. So one knows this verse. <laughs> Um, so, Buddha starts saying this, I mean, from all the living beings inhabiting this planet Earth, this gopis, they are obtained Rudhavav on something else, you know, these different developments of frame, for Govinda, who is Paramatma, not like this Paramatma, the Supreme Soul, Supreme Consciousness, appears here as a cowherd. So these ladies have attained the full potential of human body by developing this Rudhabhav. Rudhabhav, Adi Rudhamahabhav, like this. Banchanti at Bhavaviyamunayobhayamcha. This treasure like goal is hankered by so many peoples, by sages, yogis, devotees like me, said Udav. And they have attained that. He's, try to try to connect with emotion. Try to create emotional bond with the with this description. He's paying Dandavat, crying loudly, and the gopis are like saying they're like in their psychology. The gopis thinking, oh, he's such a nice devotee. We are not devotees. He's so nice. <laughs> and at the end, he said, Kim Brahmajan Mavirananta Katara for someone who obtains some rasa, some taste for Ananta Kata, for the unlimited topics about Krishna. Kim Brahmajan Mavir, he said. What's the use of being born as a Brahmana or some other meaning is as Brahma himself? Who cares being Brahma if you develop taste for Hari Kata? Because he was really, remember, he was witnessing. The gopis speaking about Krishna in total madness and not being able to stop speaking about Krishna. So he realized, oh, they really have taste for Harikata. <laughs> when the gopis sometimes determine themselves, oh, this Krishna is giving us such big headache. Let's stop speaking about him for a moment. Let's make a big effort to not speak about Krishna or to not think even about Krishna, even more subtle. So they sit like yogis, no? Like, like we sit trying to meditate about Krishna. <laughs> and they make the best of their efforts, which is much more than ours. And, and after one, two minutes, they start to look at each other like, so? So? No. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> so Radharani showing this, no? In this Madanaki Mahabhav, which she's speaking to the bumblebee, in this like zenith of his uh, divine madness, She's, she starts to blame Krishna, to criticize Krishna, to speak like harshly about Krishna. <laughs> Even some Aishwaryas come in there and she's saying, I know him. No? Because she's speaking to the bumblebee that she connects to Krishna. You are an agent of that of that one, that Lampat, of that playbook. I know you. And I know him. No, He, as, as Ramachandra, no? he cut this, the nose of Surpanaka. No? As Bhamana, he cheated Bali. So he starts to present so much tattwa. She starts to, to speak about Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <laughs> but all in the context of his, her Madanaki Mahabhav, which only increases her prayer. And that's a particular case of the Brajabhasi. Whenever the Aishwarya comes and they realize Krishna is God, 
that realization comes in such a way that they become more attached to, to Krishna as not God. No? <laughs> Basically. No? Like we say the other time, no? when Krishna lived Govardhan, and some elders in Vrindavan told Nanda Maharaj after the whole Lila, oh, but, I mean, I think that's not normal that for five, six, seven-year-old boy lift one big mountain for one week with this thing, little finger. I mean, some extraordinary stuff may be there. Uh, and, 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 and maybe he's God? <laughs> they say that like, sorry for the speculation. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> of course, always the, the answer... The answer to Siddhanta Murdan is, no, remember, Gargamuni said that Narayan will do wonderful things through our child. No arguments. Stop the debate there. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But at this point, Nanda Maras at one point said, even if my son is God, first, he's my son. Second, he's God. <laughs> so even if Nanda Maras opens himself to the possibility of Krishna's being God, that expresses itself in such a way that his Vatsalya increases more. He is first my son. <laughs> he may be God in the secondary. But that's very particular psychology, you know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, well, basically this is the point Uddhava was returning to. The 33 meta-narratives that I enter into, sorry. <laughs> Uddhava was praying in this way. I'm you know, saying, if you have a taste for this... Hmm, Harikata, nothing else matters, basically. So, Anantakata is unlimited. So, you enter into an unlimited realm, you become like a desperate person because you try to do proper, not to capture and control, as we say before, the knowledge. Oh, so much knowledge, infinite knowledge, how can I do to control everything? No, no, be careful with that. <laughs> you will go mad if we try to understand everything about Gaudiya Siddhanta because that's not possible. But you will become desperate in a, in a different way because you will try to properly honor that, properly serve that, and that will overflow you more and more. <clears throat> and again, this is not only knowledge. No, this is really. I mean, each, each verse, each words of Shastra is like uh, encerrar. No. Yeah, okay, that word, that's nice. Encapsulating. So each word of Shastra is encapsulating a particular type of emotion, feeling. So when all the things start to become alive, try to imagine what's that. I mean, sometimes we read the whole verse and, oh, nice. But when you start to awake, or where the texts start to awake in front of your eyes, or as Guru Mahas, even starting, say, even starting Nishta, the whole world starts to really become alive, speak to you and become your guru. So that's a really overwhelming, overflowing experience. Not an intellectual one at all. So, as, as my point was this, no, Ananta says his experience in this. He's Ananta, means unlimited, but being unlimited is finding some particular difficulty or and trying to speak about the unlimited qualities of his Lord. Also. But he cannot but continue. As the Vedanta say, what is this? Fifth, sixth sutra? We cannot say enough about Brahman. No. No, logic won't take you anywhere, Shaman. Don't try to look at the Tarkov. 
Guru Maharaj quotes quite often. Okay. <laughs> we ended up there are Pratistana and, and nowhere from Limbo. But the idea is that, I mean, there's so much to say and of course the result is oh, so better we don't say anything because we will never be, be able to say enough. No, no. Try to say as much as you can. But to say means try to experience because the idea is you will be speaking about you, what you are experiencing. If not, you are a hypocrite. If I'm speaking about things that are totally disconnected with my own experience, it doesn't make sense. With your own experience, maybe you are there or maybe you, you have the sincere desire to be there. That's part of your experience also. Because one may say, oh, I'm speaking about Brindavan and I haven't reached Golok Brindavan, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> but if you sincerely hunger that, there is some emotion connected to that. So that, that's real. So, so the point is, in the expansion of the expansion of Baladev, no. Ananta says it's finding this interesting desperation, trying to properly glorify and reaching newer and newer limits. So, what to speak of Baladev, the original one from which Ananta comes. <laughs> so, and the idea is, we are part of Guru Parampara. So, and you may say, okay, Maharaj, very nice all what you are saying, but I'm not Guru. So, that applies to Guru Maharaj, to Balaram, to Ananta Sesh, and just trying to be a disciple. <laughs> with all, I will point you with all respect, say, that's false humility. <laughs> Because you, if you are saying, I'm trying to be disciple, and you say, but I'm not guru, you, are, you don't understand what does it mean to be a disciple, basically. And you don't understand what does it mean to be guru at the same time, <laughs> because both of them are synon- synonymous. Synonymous. So every one of us should become guru. I mean, guru means not officially you are maybe giving diksha, but you have to be guru somehow or other. Mahaprabhu was that. She's ordering everyone to become a guru and to share this. Of course, share means first, start, first, trying, first that trying to spread that outside, try to spread that inside. And so as much as Krishna consciousness is spread inside your heart, that can be spread inside. Outside, inside other hearts, basically. <laughs> So, Ananta says is in desperate condition, Gurudev is in desperate condition, asking our assistance, and that's our greatest fortune, but that will end in some desperation for ourselves. But we should understand that desperation at the topmost uh, relief, peace, and much more, actually, because our goal is not just peace, but in order to reach happiness, we should, of course peace is some foundation there. So Sri Guru is instructing gradually us in all those stages. No? Maybe he will first see how oh, first you need some peace. No. And after that I will I will mention the second part of the mudra, no? peace and love. No? But first okay peace, stop suffering, no? become balanced in your horizontal development. This is it. Okay, now we have the proper foundation. Now things start to get really interesting. You will become desperate as me, say <laughs> And just the disciples say, yes, like, feel me, feel me to the top and, and more. 
So, but first, <coughs> in order to be totally filled, filled, first we have to empty ourselves from all unwanted habits. That what Shilasya Maharaj mentioned when he speaks about this. Guyam Akyati Prichati, from fourth verse of Upadishambhita. Reveal your mind to the sadhu, receive the sadhu's mind in your heart. Say, what does it mean? I mean, you want to enter the sadhu's heart, you have to let the sadhus enter your heart and do the necessary work there. As Guruma says, it's like an interior decorator, he said. Mm-hmm. You will pay him, he will come to your house and will start to take all everything off. He said, but I'm paying you for destroying my house. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He said, no, this is just the preliminary stage, the preface to the real thing. And after that, proper ornamentation comes. So, But we... If, if, if we want to be filled by the sadhu's grace, first we have to let the sadhu's grace empty ourselves <laughs> from all the things that had to go out from our heart. So first, Guru will empty our heart, give us relief and peace from all the things that are still there and not giving us nice sleep at night. <laughs> and eventually, okay, now the feeling... I mean, he's already feeling, of course, I'm not saying just taking things out, but main part of the job may be in some stage hmm, empty the heart from all unwanted habits and feeling, feeling, feeling. So I said, as, as aspiring disciples, we should be willing to let him do all the job without impediments. Hopefully we are not putting obstacles to his decoration and cleaning. You know? <laughs> That means faith. I mean, I'm tr- I trust. I trust you fully. Enter there and do whatever you like. <laughs> put the put the picture wherever you like. Put the, the, the bed wherever you like. Put everything. Paint it the color you you like the most, and that will be my house. The one you want to to construct there. That will be the temple, Mama Mandir. <laughs> so that requires faith. That requires surrender. It's not a cheap thing. And it's not something that will come from one day to the other, so not, do not be also depressed if that's not already happening. It's happening on some level, but <clears throat> there are so many passwords in different layers of power, passwords that we have to give to the sadhu. Okay, I give the first password, first level entrance, some cleanings, okay, next door, second password, <laughs> till you give the last one, okay, yeah take full control there. So that's our hope and that's our joy and because of that we as we said yesterday we try to we are actually living in Mahotsa total great celebration day after day glorifying the opportunity that has come to us. So some preliminary words to the actual official celebration tomorrow Guru Maharaj coming in a while Sri Balaram coming today and tomorrow <laughs> and hopefully every single day of our lives so let's become let's keep inspired and, and continue in this kirtan in this celebratory uh, dynamics that should be our life and soul best way to continue with our life and the best way to live this world whenever the time has to come let death meet us in full celebration moment something like this <laughs> Jai Shri Gurudev Padita Pavan Ki Jai Shri Man Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Shri Hari Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai Shri Daudji Gopal Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Prima